With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and on this occasion I am joined by Joel Sked. What up, folks? And the returning Gary Cocker. I'm not dead. <laughs> or am I a ghost? I let the readers say. They're not even readers. They're not the readers. Just that terrible return. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sad, right? Yeah, they're, wishing, they're, you know, they're wishing you were dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killed by terrible putter. His own terrible putter. Uh, and uh, we're about to do the same over the next hour. Uh, we've got Every quite. Day. Yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. We've got quite a lot to get through, so let's just start with it. Um, not to get all sports ending, everybody, but Rangers, they've been banter using again, yes. haven't they? It's um, its a welcome return. Back for the bang! I feel like it's been super concentrated. Like, you know, when someone's on a diet or when, you know, like they're saying, I'm off it, I'm off it, I'm not on the booze anymore, and then all of a sudden they just completely fall off the wagon. <laughs> yeah. It's been like that. It's been, you know, they've been thinking it's been about six months or so since we've done anything really stupid. We've so been on a complete just... bender. It's lasted about four weeks as well. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. Where's the begin? It's, I know, yeah. You, you, we always talked about the game, but then there was, uh, in the last podcast, we did, yeah. but there was such a fallout that, I mean, we thought there would be some sort of fallout, but I don't think we've quite... Quite prepared for how spectacular it's been. My just in the build up to the game, my favourite uh, bits. It's, it's, it's not they're not really emerged. They're just they're just there. Is the photos of Miller and Wallace uh, beforehand? They they just look like they're conniving. <laughs> <laughs> they're up to something. But there was there was uh, there was talk on um, sports sound. I don't know if it was uh, Kenny McIntyre. Uh, it was talking about the team hotel before. No, sorry, it was a Daily Record article. I think it was uh, Keith Jackson. I don't know if it was 300 he's written uh, on the subject um, when he was saying that in the team hotel the night before uh, Wallace and Miller could be seen in deep in conversation and it was like it was believed that they were, uh, they were panning Murray's tactics <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> but 
you look at it, I've, I've been going to uh, like listen to what was it with uh, Tam McManus, Tam, uh, or Lee McCulloch, and they're saying, "Oh, uh, Miller's like uh, like ultra professional." And the, the like, you only talk to one journalist, you know. Tam McManus is saying they need to. Uh, I'm just sorry, Derek Ferguson. Derek Ferguson, sorry. They need to find the mole or the leak and get rid of it. And then he's like, "But they shouldn't get rid of Kenny Miller." <laughs> Choose one another because I, I just wanted to someone come up and say, I just wanted really be, to, to be on the, the show and goes, but don't we all know that the, the person telling, uh, like, leaking all this information is Kenny Miller? The fact that it's, uh, it's happened to two managers now, no yeah. one's brought that up. No one has brought that up and goes, uh, oh, what's the common denominator here between um, the bit of uh, aggro be- of Pedro Cicinha and then he got sacked and now Graham Murray and all this um, nonsense? No, but they keep Kenny Miller. Why, what, as well, why would you want to keep him? What is, what is it about his on-field production this season that says he's going to be the man to lead Rangers on a title challenge next season? Are you fucking mental? One of, one of the boys, that go, uh, one of mates who got all the heart schemes of, because uh, we were uh, talking about in the, the chats, like, oh, we'd take Lee Wallace. Yes. Yes. I would, I would take uh, Kenny Miller, especially over Stephen McLean, because Kenny Miller scores goals. He scored one more goal in two more games than Stephen McLean in the last two seasons. I was going to say, um, this season he scored fewer than Steve McLean. Yeah, McLean's yeah, only yeah. scored five or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, the, that narrative's ridiculous. And also, there was a Morelos and Doherty thing as well, which is. So yeah. become like a kind of. That, that, that was the undercard <laughs> we didn't realise at the time. I mean, that was. Um, that's kind of. Uh, that, not expected, but it's not much of a surprise just because Morelos is a fiery character. Mm-hmm. And he's, he strike, Morelos strikes me as a type of character who. When he's moaning, he should just kind of be left his own devices. Yeah, yeah. it's like just don't uh, don't engage with him. So I think that, that, that I think that was probably something that was easily swept or swept under the rug, or, or just or just uh, finished. Like, yeah, and there's, a discussion. there's also just been a complete radio silence on the fact that you know at the game. Obviously, we don't know what happened in the dressing room, but it was Candace and Halliday that when they were subbed off mm-hmm. went absolutely right. Yeah, that's and there's been of... no words mm-hmm. of. I mean, talk about the yeah, undercards. I mean, that's, that's, that's pre-show yeah. now. That's <laughs> nothing. Um, um, I did like uh, Gordon Dale, uh, where he was interviewed by the... Uh, was he interviewed by the son or he was just speaking on Clyde and they took his quotes. Um, and he basically says that uh, Candace was a disgrace for the way he acted and that, uh, that with Andy Halliday, Murray shouldn't have taken him off. <laughs> what's, mm, what's the difference in the two behaviours? Is, is it the fact that one of them's Scottish or one of them's Portuguese? Hypocrisy of it. You read, uh, read into it what you will. You've read into it correctly. Um, <laughs> there was uh, I was just listening to the Open Goal podcast and they were talking about it, Martin Woods was on it. He speaks uh, to quote uh, Kenny Manga. He speaks quite well. He speaks so well. <laughs> he, so well. he comes across so well. Uh, he's, he's, he seems like a really nice guy. <clears throat> However, it was Simon Perry. It's like, uh, you should never go storming up the tunnel. It's so disrespectful to your day. Not just uh, it's, it's not just unprofessional, but it's, um, it's disrespectful to your teammates. Uh, a, a previous um, a few weeks ago they were interviewing John Hartson and John Hartson told the story of when he got subbed off by Martin O'Neill he was so angry he stormed up the tunnel and uh, like started uh, chucking stuff around the change room and that was lapped up yeah but no Daniel Candace is Portuguese so it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's fair game Andy Halliday's was out in the open yeah. like he's got an absolute tunnel and they've also ignored the fact that Bruno Alves was sort of almost holding his arms behind him going just calm down a little bit <laughs> yeah. Bruno, Bruno Alves uh, just seems like um, 
he seems there like he's not interested in playing football, just being kind of devil's advocate and just trying to calm all the situations down. Right, we should move on to uh, look ahead uh, to where Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller and what they should do next with their careers because it seems like, I think, I wouldn't be too surprised if the Wallace situation gets handled, uh, especially he's contracted till next season. I think Wallace as well would like to be a Rangers player. I think he would... Of course, he's on 12 grand a week. Yeah, and you prefer to wait and see what a new manager thinks. Mm. If a new manager comes in and, and wants the kind of authority where he's saying to the board, right, look, I want it to be my decision, I'm going to give Lee a chance kind of thing. So I could see that working out, but I think we're fairly assured that Kenny Miller has played his last game for Rangers. He's out of contract, only given him one year deal last year. He's undoubtedly the leak in the dressing room, and he's not been that good this season. If they sign him up to a new deal, it would be mental. But you've just reminded me that we should also mention the uh, Bob Malcolm tweet where he talks about the leak in yeah. the dressing room. It's L double E K. I quite like some of the Photoshop. Photoshop was about it. What was it? What was the empty dressing room with the leak just above it? Then it was the same again, but the leak had FTP written on it. And then it was one of them. It was a photo after they won the championship, and it just smacked back in the middle. There was there was a fourth one I saw where. The leak was it was it was it wasn't so obvious. So it was like it was like a kind of a group photo of the of the team, and it was like it was behind a couple, and it was just off to the side. So it was obviously you can notice a giant leak, but it wasn't as obvious to see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Wallace Hearts next. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that would that would be logical. However, uh, I completely <laughs> you can't agree on it. You can't you can't trust Hearts to be logical. No, uh, but also. Uh, Lee Wallace, like I said, we want to stay at Rangers because any move he makes after this, if he stays in Britain, he's not going to make that that money. He's going to have to take a paid. Uh, he's, he's aye, I think he'll do that. To, to I, don't, do that. I really don't think he'll leave Scotland. Uh, but they, obviously they've got Declan John um, signed up as well, so he's not for another three years. Yeah. Uh, as for Miller, like, the new manager, like just rinse, uh, just wash my hands of him. I mean, the... he's not very good, and he's just disruptive. The newspapers so they were uh, saying that Hibson Motherwell. Yeah, interested in Miller and Lennon confirmed that I think this afternoon in his presser he said that you know he is interested in bringing him back I think both of those actually make sense uh, for Hibbs perspective it depends who else they sign it looks likely that they're going to get Flo Camberry signed up for next season mm-hmm. uh, McLaren I, I really doubt it's going to happen McLaren's on just far too big a wage in uh, Germany he's on loan for me second tier in Germany yeah but they were they were top tier they were Bundesliga yeah, yeah he's I've, I've heard what he's getting paid He'd have to take a significant mm. cut for, for him to stay at Hibs. So, I don't think that Camberry and Miller would work very well as a strike partnership. However, if he was, if they got in an R couple of players, if Miller was happy to be third or fourth choice or whatever. And if Keith Jackson was happy to cover Hibs. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> come as a package. Um, then... I could see Miller being a kind of mentor role and also probably getting in the coaching staff as well. Similar to like of, It's a full circle thing. He started at Hibs. He's from Edinburgh. That that kind of makes sense. Motherwell, I think, makes the most sense from a playing perspective because he could be the person kind of yeah playing mm-hmm. alongside me. And if if they want to be a little more on industry, a lot more on kind of work rate and stamina and just a couple of guys running everywhere than Maine and Miller would be quite entertaining in that aspect I, the only thing I think I'm, Bowman maybe suits Maine a bit more just because of the physicality of the pair but Miller can offer something the, else the, the worry about Miller is if he goes there he's got a tendency just to do it once so Maine and Bowman they work Miller will always work well when the, the front two 
are kind of in tandem, whereas Miller's got the tendency to end up just playing in defensive midfield. Although he does sometimes like to change it up where like Craig Tanner would yeah. partner, I think, before it would have been like Bowman. And, I think he'd partner me in a couple of times, so... Miller, a different player, but kind of operates in the same areas of the park. So, so Motherwell have the kind of tactical flexibility to find him a role. Again, it would have to be something that Kenny Miller would accept playing. Is there anyone in the league where he's a first-choice striker except for somebody crap like Hamilton? North, well, some offence, Hamilton. I was going to say Dundee, but they're also crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, imagine him. I mean, I know Murray's supposed to go back to Hibs, but imagine Kenny Miller and Simon Murray as a strike partnership. Busy. So much running. <laughs> <laughs> Channels. Uh, on on um, Miller to Lenham, obviously like, Miller would go in there and he would start... Let's just say I don't think he would leak anything to uh, Keith Jackson uh, from under new Lenham. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Lenham would stand for that. And I, uh, I think maybe um, um, Miller's wife's Twitter might go uh, quiet if... Uh, I don't think she'd be wanting to tweet anything about new Lenham. He's a little fucking tonto. <laughs> Uh, I think it like so. Other teams in the league, Aberdeen wouldn't want. No, I've, Miller. I've seen a few. I've does, seen a few Aberdeen fans. Like, ah, well, they shouldn't want Miller. Does no. Does Miller have his coaching badges yet? I know he's been doing some stuff yeah, for been, Rangers. He's been doing. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. he must have something because he's been doing. He's been helping out with helping out with Rangers. I mean, he could go to Park at Thistle and be player manager when they're in the championship. It's a shout. Imagine that. <laughs> Kenny Miller, the player he is, Kenny Miller, the manager. That's not, that's not the word. And I think they've got, they do have Miles Story signed. That is a problem. Yeah. I was thinking Miller is a replacement for Story, so they'd have to get Story off the wage books because Story and Miller on the same side wouldn't work. But if you got, if Miller, see, a lot of things with Kenny Miller as well is he's going to be 39 next season. Mm. Is that you wonder how much left he actually has? Because so well, many we'll times. that about Chris Doolan season after season. So this is perfect. So many times you see footballers just completely fall off a cliff. <laughs> right. Replacing Chris Dillon, like 32-year-old Chris Dillon with 39 Perfect move. You see so many footballers just fall off a cliff overnight and it could easily happen. I mean, it's kind of happened to Miller already because he's not as good as he was last season, but he's still got a lot of the physical attributes that he did last season. He's still full of running. It doesn't look like slowing down. No, like, but it could, it could come out next season and lost like a yard of pace. Can't quite do what he's doing this season for 90 minutes. You don't know, especially since he's been injured for so many weeks as well. That Getting a lengthy injury at this stage of your career really knocks you back. Everyone, who, everyone who's played with him and encountered him just says that he is ridiculously fit. So I'm, I'm guessing he's completely shredded. Well, it might do. It might he's, do. He's, but he's shredded. And obviously, he's, I think he's looked after himself. I think... Um, I think he's, he's looked after himself professionally, both kind of um, recovery-wise, uh, f- uh, kind of food-wise as well. Um, but what was I going to say? The no, okay. kind of mind. I, I don't think. Oh no, sorry. The, 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 it was a narrative. It was a narrative that built up has built up since that uh, Rangers would have done exceptionally. It would have been done much better if um, he might have started. Yeah, he's not that good. So I don't. I don't see why Aberdeen would want him. Some fans might want him, but I think they want. I think they're buying into this narrative around Miller. Yeah, still be, be the um, best striker at Rangers. It would be. Um, it's, it's not. It's not the type of player you'd, you'd want for the rebuild that Derek McInnes is going to do this summer. But even then, I think what well, Rooney and, and May are still, both still contracted until next. Stop eating in people's ears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they won't be able to hear that. Well, they, they know now. So. <laughs> um, that's a finish move. Uh, I'd rather have him than Adam Rooney. What? 
another potential club just going right through the Premiership here St Johnson they've lost their ageing striker yeah, yeah. Um, I, can, I can see that working I can actually see that working I don't think Tommy Wright would uh, tolerate anybody leaking from the dressing room not that anyone wants to cover St Johnson anyway but, you know. <laughs> he could um, Miller could complete on the phone of the courier yeah. <laughs> Miller could complete <laughs> complete the set by um, signing for Hutch Hutch don't want him to like say, so a couple of my mates are like, yeah, I'll take them. Like, no, there's, there's, the got to be, there's got to be. You have to draw a line somewhere. I know it's like, oh, uh, uh, like, I'll like, oh, never sign because he uh, plays for Hibs. But there has to be a line somewhere. He's played for uh, Hibs, Celtic, and Rangers, and he's a turd. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with um, Miller for signing for Hearts is that he's not as good as Stephen Naismith. No, uh, and if you're going to have, so you've got Naismith, you want to keep Naismith. If you don't keep Naismith. You don't want to sign somebody who's worse because you're already not a very good team. True. So that's what Harris would be doing. I, th- I wonder if Levine maybe no, because he probably could have made a move for him anyway because he wasn't he was out of contract and likely to be leaving Rangers. So I was just I was going to say I wonder if Levine maybe regrets making the move for McLean now that Miller's become available. But he's <laughs> in a both of them. It's, it's, um, it's Laffery, the <laughs> oldest strike force ever. Just McLean and Miller up front uh, towards the end, uh, end of the year, like between them, 78. Imagine starting in a derby together. Picture that. I, I would take that over the over the shape backs I've played over the last few seasons. Anybody else in the league on Miller before we move on to Wallace? Send them to Kelly. Link, with, Chris link up with, like, with Chris Boyd again. But you see what, you've seen what Steve Clark's done with Chris Boyd? Yeah, and Boyd is like a mobile striker beside them. So. Yeah. They did not do well in the championship together. That's very true. But then that is the Rangers, that's the Rangers factor again. Yes. Wallace. Hearts is the obvious one. I think Aberdeen mm. do a very good shout as well. Yeah. But the thing is, he loves living in Edinburgh so much that... Aberdeen might be a bit far to commute because he's, he's still he's still in Edinburgh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because they did say that was one of the major reasons that he stayed with Rangers throughout yeah. was yeah. he had offers he could have gone down. South. So we can rule out we can rule out a move to MLS or China or something. Like that. Yes, I think so. Yeah, Miller might do that again. He's maybe abroad already, but I doubt. I really doubt Wallace would. Yeah. Even like Kilmarnock would probably be too far from. And we've got Greg Taylor and yeah. others. If he'd be prepared to go to Aberdeen. Then I think that'd be a a very good pick. It would allow Constantine to move into centre half as well, so you'd have Constantine and McKenna. I think that works fairly well as a centre half partnership. I think Aberdeen fans would be wanting to upgrade on Constantine. They might do, but you can't always get everything. And it'll eventually eventually give them a proper left back, so it'll quiet in all the shouts for Graham Shinney to go there. Hibs don't really. He's He's a Hibs fan, as far as I'm aware. So, but he'd be an upgrade. On, would he be an upgrade on Stevenson? Depends. Depends what Lee Wallace should get. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. Lee Wallace at his best, like not even necessarily his best when he was at range, like at the previous incarnation of Rangers. <laughs> we just haven't digged at everybody today, so I thought we may as well have one at them as well. Um, yeah, if he's not even Lee Wallace before kind of the lower league journey, just Lee Wallace in the last couple of years. I think he has at points been better than Louis Stevenson. But last season wasn't a particularly great year for him. And he is another player who is in his 30s and has had a long injury. So who's going to say he's going to be better than Stevenson when he comes back? back. We've, we've put together a list of uh, best fullbacks and Wallace is behind Stevenson. Yeah, that's true. I just thought that when I said it. Um, back up to Kieran Tierney. 
<laughs> the ultimate heel move. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could come to Dundee. He's doing his left back. Whole an orc snatcher out of contract. Closer than Aberdeen. Yep, closer than Aberdeen. That's. Wait, I was going to say you've not got the money. That, that's it. Purely geographical proximity is the only. I was going to say you've not got the money, but you do like spunking and well, spunking wages on players, so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, get a three-year contract. He'd be fine. Uh, just before we move on, lastly, imagine Kenny Miller went back to Celtic. Rangers Celtic, Rangers Celtic. I seriously they think did it by Scott Allen just to push it up them. So you never know. Could happen. Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers could do better. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But uh, just for the just for the laugh, it's put him there. It's a kind of trophy to show. <laughs> hey, what, what are we doing next? Should we go through our best and worst signings? Yes. So uh, the. You may be aware already, if you listened to the podcast, that at the start of the season we'd done best and worst signings. Basically our predictions over who were going to basically be the, the best players for, for each and every team in the top five. Best signings, worst signings, and so we've got them here to basically laugh at ourselves for a lot of them. So I think we had a we did this as a four-man pod, so it was the three of us and Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if we want to just chuck Duncan into... Dig at him for a couple of leagues um, as well, or if he just wants to. We can, we, can pick, just, we can pick out some that are uh, particularly egregious, yeah. but we'll, we'll just stick to our one. So, Aberdeen, who did, who did well for best signing? Um, Joel had Ryan Christie, I had Ryan Christie, you had GMS. You guys are closer than that one. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Um, and we all had Nicky Maynard worth signing. That's not so my shit. I think we're bang on there. We um, can take that one. What? Who, who has been their best signing? Ken McLean <laughs> from the start of the season. Ken McLean, maybe. Yeah. Um, from the start of the season. It's got to be Christie, I think. Yeah. And I should also say that I think we made these predictions when the Betfred Cup group stages had started, but before the end of the transfer window. Yes. Which doesn't impact this one, but it, was, it impacts yeah, a few. Yeah, it's like five. I was after the group stages had finished. I think it was five days. I think so. Maybe not. Maybe it was before. It was after Kelly had played air, definitely. Yes. Which is me getting an excuse for later on. <laughs> I was thinking if it was five days before the start of the season or maybe it was a week and five days. Yeah. I can't remember. Right, Celtic. Celtic. Um, you and <laughs> like, I, like, both... I, I We should say them each. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I had Cham worth signing. I had Cham as well. And I had Johnny Hayes worth signing. I which had... thanks to Josh Meekings as... Uh... I had Kundai Benyu's worth signing. Joel, who was your best signing? <laughs> Kundai Benyu. <laughs> and who was your worst? Olivia Chan. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if I just uh, written him out the wrong way round. <sighs> I'm going to go for that one. Benyu is still a young player, to be fair. I don't know. I can't remember what my reason was behind uh, Benyu. I don't know. It was maybe just shock factor. Uh, Cham. I, I think it was because. I think it was because he was a four and a half million signing. In yeah. the middle, and I think you were thinking, and he hadn't. He, had, he, he did okay in Italy, but it wasn't a was it a star on important player for yeah. Sampdoria was Genoa, was Genoa. But yeah, that was that, those those were both badly wrong. <laughs> I think uh, the best signing has to be Cham for Celtic yeah. this season. Uh, worst signing, maybe Hayes. So he is unfortunate that I think he was beginning to get a few games yeah. in the yeah, team that, and then Josh Meekins. I don't get this away. argument. People are like, oh, how could he be a bad signing and he got injured? So, well, that, that makes him a bad signing then. If you don't play, then you're Absolute a bad signing. Again, yeah, at least with Hayes, it's a permanent, permanent yeah. three-year deal. Probably 
I mean, it was going to say they paid a million pounds. Well, they probably actually paid more for Roberts. It was a, yeah, it was a noise around Roberts as well. That's like, oh, let's get him back, let's get him back. He's came back, and he's he's he's, he's that's, when he's been in the team. I think Celtic have been uh, have been worsened by it, but just because he's the, the balance that James Forrest provides over him. Yeah. Yeah, actually, maybe you could do with switching him over to the left since Sinclair's kind of out yeah. of favour right now. Although it'd be harsh on McGregor. I mean, just Teddy Ball with Forrest. Unless he really got, unless the this season he's been, if they think he's been unlucky by injury, we still want him going forward. This might have actually helped us because it's probably reduced his value. Unless they're thinking that, just Teddy Ball with him the rest of the season. He's not your player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not your player. Yeah. You've already won everything. Actually, I suppose the Scottish Cup final, but. You still, still should win it, aye. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should delay Dundee any longer. No. Um, Craig Fowler, do you want to go first with your best and worst? <laughs> yes. My best sided was uh, Scott Allen, and worst sided was Glenn Kamara. <laughs> Li- literally the only diamond in the steaming pile of shite that has been our season. Uh, uh, I, I went with Glenn Kamara, best sided, and I had Lewis Spence, worst. Probably, Which, that's probably too harsh to say it, it is it is definitely too and harsh and the Union Jack <laughs> part of that um, but also because uh, I just totally ignored the fact we signed Sophie and Musa who scored his first goal in the league from open play against Hearts a few weeks ago yeah I should point out that Graham Thulis had Sophie and Musa's best signing yeah so I think that was partly your fault so, yeah <laughs> I went uh, worst signing was Rory Deacon. I think we just he's, he's been kind of middle of the road, mediocre. Yeah, mm. Scott Allen the best signing. It's, it's weird. I, I wasn't I just generally wasn't impressed with Allen when he was at Dundee. However, statisticians among uh, Stas- statistic statisticians. Stas- <laughs> There's some words I just cannot say. Statis- Fuck no, statisticians. Statisticians. It's a hard word to say. Statistic, statist, statisticians, statistician, oh statist, statisticians, statisticians. There you go. This is terrible radio. Among Scottish people, and I've um, obviously pointed out how crucial he was to the creative side of Dundee, but it was just it was so. He, he came enigmatic. In, he came in and out of the team. There were the problem was that there wasn't somebody in front of him who was willing to. Mm-hmm. Take the chances, or a specific position but, for him because you yeah. played them on the left. Was it like left of a four-two-three-one? Yeah, um, which it's not no. his position. You need to have him sort of in the hole behind the strikers. But no, yeah. So best signing, see Kamara, or you could say Hendry because he made well, over a million pounds for him. And then we signed the Stephen Cocker after that. He's definitely not best signing international mate. He's definitely not best. Sell him for one and a half million. He's definitely not best signing. Just you wait and see. Um, but no, I think it's got to be Glenn Kamara. He did have a little bit of a dip just after the winter break, partly because he didn't really have a winter break, so he was off on international duty with Finland, but he's come back up the last few weeks, yeah. and that's, I think, how we managed to get a point against Hearts, point against Celtic, um, and hopefully Scud St. Johnson at the weekend as well. And the worst signing overall? Is it... It's probably Musa purely because... No, it's got to be Randy Volters, surely. The thing about Randy Volters is that he's... Okay, we've not really had anyone to replace him out on the left, but we signed Sophie Moose out on a two-year deal as our number nine, and he scored one from open play. I didn't realise it was a two-year deal. But yeah, that's fine. He's, he's, in times, he's been effective. He, he's been effective in terms of holding the play up and, let, and bringing people in, but I think we've scored either the least number of goals, the second least number of goals in the league this season. We've, yeah. Okay, Hamilton Ackies. 
Um, I went with Xavier Thomas as my best signing and Ryan Fulton as my worst I'm signing. I'm guessing they were, they were the only... It's, they were, they the, were the only two. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all just basically flipped a coin for this, I think. <laughs> yeah, I went for Fulton as best and Thomas as worst, which is definitely not right. But no. Yeah, they, they hadn't really made any signings by this point. So, yeah. Who has been their best signing this season overall? Rihanna? No, maybe um, not. Ogpoi scored quite Ogpoi's a few. I think overall, Rujano. Rujano, yeah. How do you keep pronouncing it, Rujano? Because it's the, the, the way the Spanish say the J. Rujano, was it, Novi? I think their worst sign has to be uh, Cosarones, was it? Uh, the guy who they signed, yeah, waited ages just get international clearance, uh, said he was going to be a vital cog, and then about a month later was released. Yeah, that's not very good. It was a classic Hamilton Ake sign a guy from somewhere in Europe. I would say Rojano would uh, be yeah. the best. I would say. He's done more than Ogbe Ogbe. He's just, just in the door. Yeah, but he scored goals. How many? He scored really? about five or six. Yeah, He's in my fantasy football I, team. I, this I, is the only reason I know this. Colin, he has I am calling shenanigans on that. But they've, uh, they're, they're, they played uh, Kelly the other week, watched it, and there was a boy came off the bench. Uh, he, looked, he looked half decent. Who is this guy? Uh, is that Michael M- 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 Miller? Yeah, Who the hell is he? Is he not on loan from Manchester United? No, no, I'm, I'm sure they've, I'm sure he was uh, signed. I think he's signed permanently, but it was from, from a lower league team in England. Maybe uh, actually not uh, national league level one or two. Uh, Toma has been um, erratic to say the best. <laughs> to say the best. He was, he was yeah. kind of, uh, he was, um, he was talked up as a Lucas t- kind of Taglia Pietro replacement. I just don't think he's been as as robust or as, as, as good in there. Uh, Ogbe scored three goals, not five. Well, there we go. <laughs> 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 nothing to say. Well, uh, yeah, we said we're signing Hearts. Hearts. Mm-hmm. I had Kyle Lafferty best signing, nah. and uh, I'm sure we can all agree worst signing Ashley Smith Brown. I had Christoph Berra and worst signing Ashley Smith Brown. Same. Yeah. I think the reason we all got Ashley Smith Brown right is that I was told before the podcast because it was during well I was watching a Betfred Cup game that apparently Ashley Smith Brown is one of these players who's injured all the time and he went off against Elgin. Yeah, and people uh, people think people think it's all in his head kind of yeah. thing. So immediately red flags are going up everywhere. He's also a left back playing for Hearts. Yeah. So yeah, we've called that one pretty well. Yeah. And Berra is the best is a pretty good show I think but in terms of I think act- we knew that both Berra and Lafferty were going to be decent in terms of actual football ability it would probably be between Rafa Greslak and Cole Stockton as the worst yeah yeah but the thing about Cole Greslak Stock- I'd say De- Greslak definitely worse than Stockton the thing about Stockton is he had he missed that sitter against Unfermland yeah, if he scored that that would have extended yeah. the Cathro range so <laughs> did one, did one thing. Stockton could at least hold the ball up what maybe anything that Greslak done well he absolutely battered Rory Deacon when you played Dundee. I remember that. Yeah, much. Rory Deacon had him on toast for the whole game. It's like, I've had enough of this. Had enough of this whack. So take it, take it you can name anything. No, the, the only thing I remember is being brought off the bench when we were beating Celtic 4 0. It's a victory yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, Hibs. I had Marciano, best signing, and Simon Murray, worst signing. Sure. Marciano uh, best signing uh, uh, worst signing David Asmachilovicius I had I also had Machilovicius as worst signing which is a good one for me uh, and uh, not so good my best signing was Danny Swanson 
It's again one of those hips. They still there's like loads of players afterwards. Yeah, they did. So still, uh, this is just the summer window, so it doesn't include the likes of you know Canberry, McLean, Allen. What you could say is worth signing Stephen Whitaker. Yeah, three year deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's every time he's played, have they started playing in midfield? Yeah, right he's actually midfield. looking a bit better there. Uh, when he, I remember him playing against, he was playing left back against Dundee, and they can they penalty conceded. It was this was uh, this was a, a Scottish international. It was played in the Premier League, and it was just like it was just a stupid, stupid challenge. Who's been the best signing then overall? Overall, from the guys from the summer, it's probably Marciano, is it not? Yeah, yeah. he's a fairly solid head goalkeeper, which do we is not sentence. As a signer, yes, I would say so. Well, because he was there last season. I don't know. Probably Ambrose if you count him. If yeah. not. Depends whether you want to count guys signed in January. Probably Canberra. Canberra, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on, Nick. Oh boy, I'll get this out of the way. Um, best signing, Don Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Why? Um, worst, Why? Worst signing, um, and I believe he's just been named Player of the Year, so it could be wrong. Yep. Alan Power. Duncan didn't have a good one on this, by the way. No. Best he... signing, Chris Burke. Worst signing, Kirk Broadfoot. The big man says something called Broadfoot is the best signing. Yeah, well done, Joe. One of all, I did say worst signing at Alan Power. Did you cover this? We, this was, we had just watched had the just watched Kelly Air game where was... he was dreadful. And I've got a bone to pick with Kelly fans. Supposedly, Alan Power was vote, like uh, it was, um, he was voted uh, majority. He got the majority of the vote um, for Kelly Player of the Season. Mm-hmm. Craig Anderson said he narrowed it down to about eight players. Power would have been one of them in the, in the running for it, mm-hmm. but... How he got over the likes of um, Boombo, Boyd, O'Donnell, Broadfoot, Jones. Jones. He has been very good. He's, he has been very good, but there was that. I think there was a period around about in the kind of lead up to Christmas and maybe even a bit after as well, where he was like man of the match in literally every single game. But there was, there was a clip for, uh, that I think the SPFL radar put up. Um, and I think Ray's just like <laughs> beat it up in the air. And the five against five missile. He just he just leathered the ball straight up in the air, but it went it went neither uh, the Kelly goal and then Malumbu just brought it down with one touch and played this uh, chip ball over the top. Not only brought it down with one touch, beat a man with one touch. <laughs> just put it out of the sky and beat Incredible. beat player spittle in one movement. It was brilliant. But you'll see it also how people were clapping the ball getting <laughs> leathered in the air. We don't deserve nice things in Scottish football. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, my best was uh, I had power as well as worse my best was Stephen O'Donnell which is again not a bad shout Uh, Motherwell I had Kipre best signing and I went with Charles Dunn worst signing this was on the basis of having watched Motherwell play Edinburgh City Mm -hmm. and Dunn didn't look great but there's a reason I don't think Dunn looked great for the first three or four months but he's he's improved I still think think there's moments where he's um, He's definitely the weakest of the back three. Yeah, I think that's fair. But then, Aldrin's been superb since he came in. Yeah. Oh, we all have big man crushes on Cedric Kipre, so That's who my best thing was. Yeah. Like you, you had Andy Rose as the worst. Andy Rose, yeah. I had him as well. I had Gail Biggerman as the best. It's definitely not worked out. It's not, a, not the stupidest shout. The stupidest shout would have been Duncan. Alex Fisher, which <laughs> came from Duncan. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably the worst thing, yeah, either yeah. him or the Lithuanian guy. Oh, he's, he's, I would probably. Petra Vicious? Petra yeah. Vicious. I'll still um, see Fisher because Petra Vicious is at least still there. Yeah, Fisher's like. But is that not worse? <laughs> you get, don't get a very good player and then you have to keep him for a whole season, whereas he. But he's you young. Have a very good I think player. He's, he's, he's very young. Oh, is he? Yeah. Right. Um, I think he might. 19, 20, I think. 
Uh, one thing I'll say about Andy Rose, I was reading up on him when he played um, when they signed uh, him from Coventry. I think it was Coventry fans basically said um, he was a trier, kind of no more than have any football ability. You can, you can see where they're coming from when you watch Andy Rose, but he's I think he's been a very useful squad addition. Perfect Thistle. Uh, Joe, I think you should go first here. My really best, you nailed it. Yeah. My best, well, not quite. My best thing was Niall Keown. He's not been as good as last season. No. Um, my worst signing was whichever striker they signed, which happened to be Coruscant. My old story. What? My old story might actually be their worst signing. No, their worst signing is the fullback. Oh, oh the the, yeah. the Czech boy. Forgot he was there for a bit. He was. He's on the way. Dog. Yeah, he, he, he was a guy. Yeah. He was one of those guys you look up. Was like, literally, what? What is your skills? They, 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 tried him at right back. they tried him at right back and left back and then realised, no, no. He was he definitely would have been their worst best signing this year for Thistle. It might be what I picked as the worst, Blair Spittle. Yeah. But that is, he is one probably Connor Salmon, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think Connor Salmon is their best signing. Yeah, I mean, Spittle is one of the four, along with Salmon, Cherney and Chap- Erskine. And Erskine, obviously, who's been picked out for a potential Player of the Year, if they still have the Player of the Year awards. I don't think Paul McGinn's been that bad. He's been a not bad kind of yeah. emergency sticky plaster at and, uh, yeah, right back. And Leif's played left back as well because they tried to fit uh, in the Dreadnoughts kind of team. Turnbull was probably the best of the back line this season, and I think Cargill's probably arguably been the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've actually made some no bad signings. I think the worst thing for Thistle is that anybody who's Half decent seems to have regressed this season. Yeah, so obviously last season, I don't think anyone has kept their level. Or, no, like Cherney's probably kept his level. Not uh, even then, I think Cherney's not had as good a year as he did yeah. last year. Then Edwards has gone backwards. Don't think Erskine's been, been okay. Yeah, team a little bit. Doolan's uh, not had a good year, but he has been injured. Going back to the open goal uh, pod, uh, Martin Woods was uh, saying. That uh, he was, he was just like um, got goals in the team. Like uh, Connor's been chipping and uh, been scoring. Uh, Doolan will chip in, and then we've got a lot of guys that can play uh, in the hole. It's like um, Erskine, Erskine is good on his day. Lawless is good on his day. Edwards is yeah. good on his day. <laughs> I, I particularly enjoyed when Simon Ferry was asked. Oh, so Simon, who's your tip for who's going down? And he went, ah, yeah, Ross County. Definitely not the team of the guys sitting opposite me who's been good enough to give me some time. Uh, no, no, but then he said, uh, later on, he went, uh, so who's, who's going to be in the relegation, oh, yeah, yeah. relegation uh, playoff? Ah, uh, Pythasel. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rangers. Oh, oh, oh there's there, there a, a whole load of steaming hot takes here. <laughs> oh, I'll go first. Best inning, Daniel Candace. There's an argument to be made there. Decent shout, that. Yeah, it was not bad. Worst signing, Alfredo Morella. <laughs> some, some hot take merchants after the weekend's game would agree with you. Yeah. The thing is, I, uh, I wrote something with the Scotsman about him. I watched, um, watched some of his clips on Wisecout from Helsinki and like he's he looked decent. Like he's in the, A lot of the, the finishes where he's, he's he's from the angle and he cuts it across, uh, that, was, that was certainly in his play. He scored quite a few uh, headers, surprisingly. Um, but I just took it to the surroundings, the Helsinki, um, the Helsinki, the, the Finnish mm-hmm. uh, Premier League. It's, it's not great. The pitches are worse than Scotland, and the the stadiums are Clifton Hill-esque. I had Graham Dorans slash Dorans uh, best signing, which hasn't really worked out for me. But worst signing, I did all right. Carlos Pena. Yep, you could probably have yep. that. 
I think considering the, the cost opinion I'm slightly uh, ruining it here but there is one player in the worst side who hasn't featured can you pick him out or sorry that nobody actually picked and who can also be argued for Eduardo Herrera. Oh, right, of course, oh, yeah. None of us picked him. <laughs> I was a big fan of uh, Duncan, uh, Duncan's uh, best signing, uh, Bruno Alves, worst signing, Bruno Alves. I went for worst signing, Dalcio, which is good good fair enough. What, what was your best signing? <laughs> Ross County! <laughs> <laughs> my, my best signing was Carlos Pena. Oh, dear. You you watch you uh, you were impressed with them. I was. Uh, I was very impressed with the clips that I've watched over Wisecout. That's why you should really judge players on that. But I'll continue to do it anyway because it's my job. Oh well, Ross County. I had the same as Joel. Mine's, I've got a terrible shout for best player. So we both went for Jim O'Brien. Jim O'Brien Brest and oh Bill McKay worst really yeah. here so I was trying to do it really uh, yeah. McKay's not been great wasn't uh, on the same wavelength it's really. probably a little harsh to call him the worst yeah. but he has, does have that curse so we'll see if Ross County stay up or not if they go uh, down then McKay's definitely like, the worst uh, him, and, him and Shulk have uh, yeah, been okay. we've had a partnership recently and I think we did this obviously long before Owen Coyle started just signing mm. his Burnley team uh, my best sign that, uh, the big striker yeah. not that it wasn't in Gog my best side had definitely not worked out. Oh yeah, he was murder. Uh, Effie Yeah, he's away already. Uh, he's the one that posted uh, yeah, his, only, his only contribution was recording something in the changing room. Recording the hamshank. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jamie Lindsay's best side That's definitely not being true. And worst side Worst side is not a bad shot. I had Thomas Mickelson. And I had a pretty good reason for that. And I'd watched him play for Dundee United last year and didn't think he was that good at the championship level. Is he back at United now? Yes, he's on loan. Because he's not really featured. No, the, the last time I came off the bench, the last time I saw United yeah. against Dunfermline. So doesn't bode well for the chap. Nope. nope. Is the so who has been Ross County's best signing this season? Yeah. Tumbleweed. <laughs> Is it O'Brien? Probably. It was Ruti already. Already there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Getting rid Harry of Vanderbeek. Uh, I think it's got to be. Yeah. Joe O'Brien, well done. That's, the, that's, that's probably been the worst one yet. St. Johnson is very weird for my worst signing. Don't know why. <laughs> I, think <you> just assumed, <laughs> I think you just assumed he would be going there. He <laughs> must have been linked. He must have been linked around that time. He was, yeah. actually, and Tommy Wright did go for him. So, St. Johnson's worst signing, I've got Conor Salmon. <laughs> and you know what? I think if you put Conor Salmon in St. Johnson's team, I think you'd do all right. Uh, best signing we've all we're all went for Stephen Stephen School and I think he has won it by default pretty much yeah. you'd say Halloran maybe just because of the impact he had just maybe kept St Johnson From, in the uh, league uh, Tanzer's been alright oh yeah Tanzer's probably a good shout um, who else the the couple of boys he signed in the Williams George Williams um, he's, I've, I've, I've told him about Tommy Wright him and Whitlock have had a couple of wee moments yeah. about them but nothing really consistently uh, worst signing I had Callum Hendry I think it was just a choice of like young boys they didn't have a lot of people I think it was literally School, Hendry and Tanzer Hendry is, at that point Hendry so is a the young boy but I think he's not played that many games has no, he? no he's not he's, he's start, he bizarrely started I think he started away to Hamilton no, that wasn't that great right so we're done with that section how long have we got oh we've got about 15 minutes left mm-hmm. right so documentary time 
This one was only it's only a part of a kind of documentary. It's, it's the football's football's hardest away days. Yes, and it um, it's like on for you can it's nine minutes, nine minutes long, and it's possibly one of the greatest nine minutes of TV <laughs> history. So it starts it starts off. It basically just comes back from an ad break. It's just they're on YouTube. It's just taking them into chunks. It's yeah. back from an ad break. First thing, uh, Mike McLean. So like, oh, I remember when he was a thing. No, no. Do you oh. not remember the first uh, no, comedian no. that was on? He was a boy you used to always see, like, especially on these kind of talking head shows, like late nineties, early nineties. One of the other guys on it is Neil Forsyth, who's the guy who wrote Bob Servant. The Donny the, the Wright fan. Yeah, he wrote the the books, which were later turned into the BBC series with Brian mm-hmm. Cox. I thought it was the one who properly tears into uh, Fife yeah. later on, but we'll get to that. Yes, we will. There's another comedian who I definitely didn't recognise, Eddie Brimston. No, um, they, they, they should have put kind of, uh, air quotes around that. <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, I like to shout though, he says, you can get relegated, but if you've won the derby, then you've got something out of the season. And I was like, are you a Hertz fan? But there was the, basically, just to set up, it was 10 minutes of bodding meth on Fife in yes. general. And the first person I speak to after introducing Mepho uh, is the author of a book called Crap Towns. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but before they get to that, they have, uh, this is the kind of humour they use all the way through. It's very kind of nudge, nudge. Did, did you get that? Did yeah. you get that? It's, it's, a good, it's a good one. And uh, this is how the kind of set up is. And we've got a clip for you to show you what we mean. And then Scotland is arguably the biggest derby of them all. Huge, huge game, huge game. I mean, you know, people talk about Real Madrid, Barcelona, the Milan derby, the Rome derby. Are they bigger than this? Yeah. That's right. It's Ace Five, Cowden Beef. That's the the, the uh, that was one of my first notes was the narrator. Um, it's kind of very much Sky in the in the early early noise, but now kind of belongs on Dave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great shout. So yeah, they go. It stands the town of Methel, home of East Fife, and not much else. The the interviews with the locals are absolutely fantastic. Like one of the most honest but depressing interviews I've ever heard. With, uh, it was it kind of split into three bits of this uh, one uh, young uh, gentleman. But he he's depressing, but he seems um, <laughs> he seems quite chipper when he's talking to him. He's like, um, why do I stay here? Then he really can. Not got many other prospects. That's the uh, reason to leave, mate. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get his logic there because it's like I've, got, then, I've like, got no prospects here. So he also, he also says later, "I've been here nineteen years, and that's enough. Leave then." <laughs> and that's enough. It. And then the, they go to another, say, couple of gobbles, and uh, <laughs> you, it's like you get folk that just go out on weekends just to fight, and it cuts back to the, the, the chipper boy. Denny, uh, folk Denny go out with a wallet just their boxing gloves <laughs> it's not that bad is it <laughs> to be fair I, I should say that um, I've, I don't know if I've uh, told this story on the plot before but when I went to Methyl to see East Fife County Reef not this game uh, but a pre, um, another game it's a bastard to get there however uh, after the game went to a pub I uh, went and uh, this must have been just after five in the afternoon went in to do a uh, piss and uh, the cubicle door is wide open with two gentlemen uh, partaking in some narcotics mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. after five o'clock it's <laughs> like, tea yeah. time you know <laughs> <laughs> then we get uh, the, the fan the fan that we follow the first in, yeah, the what's, what's his name again I forgot to write it down 
I can't remember, but what a bozo. <laughs> you get... You, you get a particular type who's um, who can apply. The I really hope he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> who tries to go on to these shows, and he's he, he's that he is that type. He he strikes me as very pretentious. Throughout. It's it's the total sort of change of tone when he's saying, "Oh, you know." So basically, it's him in his house. He's got all these old East Fife tops. Yeah. And initially, you're thinking, "Oh, maybe you know he's just I say an expat. Maybe he's you know grew up in Fife or whatever. He's moved down south." And, you know, it's like his one connection to the place. But then he says, oh, no, I used to... Uh, have you got the clip? Or uh, I don't have that clip, no. Know, he's basically just saying, oh, you know, I you know, I used to take the piss out of my granddad because he would talk about the, the team that won the Scottish Cup in 1938. Uh, and then all of a sudden he just goes, and, and now, he's, now he's dead and I never got the chance to say sorry for all of that. And he starts getting emotional. He's like, so this is the one way I can make it up to this my is the way. This is the way he makes up. He lives in Luton. This is the way he makes up to his <laughs> the granddad. Me- the methyl thing. He goes to methyl every fortnight. I was like, I, I really don't think your granddad was that pissed off yeah. about it. And can we pick up here? So obviously we'll get on to his whole travels later on, but I did a little bit of calculating today. So I went on Google Maps. So listen to methyl. Uh, it says on the show that it takes him three and a half hours to get there. But if you look at it, if he travelled by car or by train, it would be seven hours. Um, the Luton-Edinburgh round trip would involve, if the flight times are the same, I'm guessing they're not, but it would involve getting a flight at about half past seven in the morning on the Saturday from Luton. I'm imagining that he's going from his local airport yeah. because, you know, convenience, <laughs> Luton to Methyl. Um, does that, and then it shows him getting on the train. Yeah. So he'd have to get from Edinburgh airport to Waverley or Haymarket, get on the train to Glenrothes with Thornton, and then after that, he's then either got to get two different buses or he's got to get a 20 minute taxi. They showed, they showed him getting so, on a bus to the airport, they showed him at the airport and then they showed him on the train. I was like, you've missed out the bit that I want to question to the most. How the fuck did he get to Methyl? There's no yeah. train station. Two buses. Or, um, or a taxi. Yeah. But given that he would be uh, spending, and had a look at the price of flights as well, so the flights alone would be a £100 return. I should also mention that the flight back... Because it seems like how no... mean were you to your granddad? Yeah. <laughs> when you said you took the piss out of him going on about the team of nineteen thirty eight, did you also beat him at the so, same time? I should also point out the flights back at the moment anyway are all on Sunday afternoon, so you'd have to stay overnight. He seemed to I, le- he leave, I, he left at night unless I, he's getting I, a flight back to another airport and then I couldn't work. I mean, at the very least, this guy is spending about two hundred quid every fortnight on this. I have, I have a feeling. But he doesn't do this. He doesn't know. He definitely no. doesn't. Um, and uh, just touching on uh, on the, the bit about the journey because I, I made the point. It's like he goes. It's it's a bit like an incredible journey. It's like it's it's, it's really not. You're just going from Luton to Edinburgh via Fife. But when you paint it like that, it's an incredible journey. He, However, he goes. It's kind of across borders. No, no, it is. <laughs> You're going across borders between two countries. That's yes. the purpose of a border. He's a bit like Alan Partridge. But, you know, his breakdown didn't involve going to Dundee in his bare feet. It's involved going to <laughs> Methyl with his wife's rage ringing in his ears. Well, let's, yes, speaking of yeah. that, we have we have the wife's rage. The very definitely staged wife's rage. <laughs> yes. It's a hard journey to make, week in, week out. But fortunately, he has an understanding family. I'm off to five tomorrow. By what do you mean you're off to five? Well, why couldn't you have told me before? Who's supposed to be going to Sainsbury's tomorrow? Yeah, but... She's going horse riding. When was the last time you saw her going horse riding? So who are they playing tomorrow, then? It's the big one. Cowden Beef. Cowden Beef. 
<laughs> I, love, I love the disgust in our voices. It's just cowden beef. Yeah, just the way she actually does it in three words: cowden beef. The contempt she uses in everything. She is she's the second best person on the um, on the show, uh, and she 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 strikes me as someone who belongs in only foals and horses. Yeah. So fast forward to making the trip. We'd... Hold on. What I want to know is why. Um, she was going off at him. It's like, it's like, oh, why can't you tell me before? There's someone there filming you, hey? Yes. <laughs> Surely you'll know. Also, he does, apparently he does this every fortnight. <laughs> we not learned by now. But it's so very, uh, very strange. Or the fact, I think maybe she obviously knows what's happening. She just, she just spotted an opportunity to body him on uh, national television. I can't blame her. I mean, they do say he travels 12,000 miles a year. Which is 824 mile round trip from Luton to Methil. So that means he goes to 15 games a season. So if all of that is true and he's spending about 200 quid a pop, that's three grand. We get, we get him arriving at the stadium where he's like, uh, we bit early otherwise there'd be thousands of people here. Another one of those many, many jokes where it's like, do you get it? Do you get it? It's because it's counting beef against these fights. It's not that many people. There's, 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 a funny one. There's a bit after he says it and then he kind of pops his head at the, at the camera <laughs> in the view, which is so weird. But when, when they show him on the train, he, um, he, he does this reminiscing about, oh, I would like to move back to Scotland. But he says... Jobs are few and far between. What was once a thriving community is now a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's just North Queensland. Yeah. It's not that bad. That's where Gary lives now. I live in South Queensland. <laughs> Fife. The worst place in Scotland. Speaking of Fife. Okay. The worst was... place in Scotland according to that um, Neil Forsyth guy. Yeah. I should say. I, I don't, I'm guessing it's a Dundonian. Yeah, he is. And I... He really laid into fight. <laughs> he did. Really, really went in hard. Almost as hard as the guy from Cowden Beef. Yes, the two boys with the yeah. tenants. Yeah. Uh, one of, I mean, he sounds like Sean. I don't care what Sean says. Having made the 16 mile journey to Methil, the romance of the sporting coliseum is not lost on the Cowden faithful. Look at the Legoland Stadium. One stand. Absolutely grim. No atmosphere. You see the power station there. It's like being back in old East Germany years ago. It's absolutely filthy. The place is minging. <laughs> it's just grim. The place is grey, dark. The snow started. It's absolutely fucking freezing. Clearly the, the, the hero of the, uh, of the hour, or the nine minutes, should I say. Yes. Uh, I, also, I also love uh, it's absolutely fucking freezing. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know him, but I've, I've, I've met him a few times. On my uh, trip, that guy. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember his second name, but his name's Deacon. I'm sure he runs a pub in uh, Little Kelly. But yeah, the, there was the the can, the old the old school cans of tenants, and he absolutely bodies uh, metal, and it's fantastic. Um, but we didn't get the best bit. No, I cut it off a bit too early. Yeah, he, he talks about uh, food parcels. There's a, 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 plane, there's a, a plane overhead, and he <laughs> and just quick as a flash, he goes. It's probably the Red Cross. Uh, a food parcel come down the new for the locals, and they all be out uh, picking up the par- uh, parcels. And then he goes, "Watch this space." Seconds later, uh, there's a family scurries past them. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 there they are now. <laughs> yes, Forsyth says Fife then comes in. Sorry, Forsyth. Ah, yeah. I'm trying to say statistician again. Uh, Forsyth comes back and he says Fife in general is a shithole, and that place is worse than most. So then he compares East Fife versus County to like two bald men fighting over a comb, and then he but he struggles he struggles to keep a straight face. Yeah, like, he's like oh what a zinger. <laughs> and then there's another 
goes back to some of the boys outside the stadium and is like, hey, English boys, if you want a ruck, deal with the call in Scotland because they're fuck all polis. <laughs> it's like they're too busy dealing with muggins and people breaking out their houses. <laughs> He's like, it's not like a fucking dissolute wardrobe. I mean, I surely not. I don't think he works for five tourist sports. There's probably no fucking police there because there's 600 people at the game and nobody fighting. Unfortunately, it goes back to um, the, the protagonist <laughs> who's acting who's acting like he's, he's singing, but he's acting like the big man around his around his fucking stand with. Yeah, well, I couldn't even figure yeah. the song. What was it? It's, Paddy Sunday's a horse's arse. He's got an the biggest, the, minute, the meanest. He's got an itchy penis. penis. Yeah. It's like terrible. And he goes, oh, I You've slayed him. You've slayed poor Paddy. And then uh, it's more of the nudge nudge humour. Uh, like, uh, there's a world class equaliser, and it's just like the freaking goalie falls so, in the striker and bundles so, off. But it's, it's the way it's built up. It's like um, how convenient that he's, he's missed. He misses the goal. Yeah. But he, uh, before he does, he announces. He just announces to the whole stand, "It's time for a pie." <laughs> and then he goes off. And then when they when they're celebrating the goal, you can see the camera pans down on the front of the stand. Kind of gesticulating, and then he's pointing up at pointing up at the back of Sand as if to blame someone. No, no, we all heard you. You were the one that was going for the pie. You stupid prick. Also, where's your pie? There's yeah. another pie in his hand. And also, since he's five against Kenbeath, wait till half time. Cue's <laughs> on to that big mate. Specky twat. <laughs> You've really had this liking for this guy. He might listen. Shoot sure, this guy. He was wearing a rugby top in it as well. Sorry, we've just been interrupted by my new cat making noise. I can't oh, even see it. I can see it. Oh, yeah, it, is. it looks a little bit startled. It's going to eat Joel's face. That's my prediction. <laughs> but that was that was about the end of it. Um, he, he kind of finishes a match when they're talking about a draw, and it's like, oh, and he finishes. Where else can you have such a view of the sea? Like literally, in literally, most grounds. Yeah, there's hundreds of miles of coastline. Need to take it, Marlborough. No. He'll lose his mind. Right, let's um, get to our competition winner. If I could find it on the phone. But yes, just while he's looking on the phone, I fully recommend just typing Football's Hardest Away Days East Fife into YouTube. I'm sure you can pump out the link. And enjoy those nine minutes, yeah. Right, so yes, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, we sent out a competition, basically. We wanted you guys to send us back a Scottish football limerick. And then the best one would win a Scotland top, a new away strip, given to us by the good people at the SFA. So we're going to be doing an article. Scottish supporters club. No. What? So the SFA, okay. Ignore me. Gods. <laughs> anyway, limericks. It's how much you pay attention. That's what you really, <laughs> really bring to this. Yes. So we'll read the winner or we'll read some of the runners-up first? Uh, I would say read the runners-up just to crush their dreams. Okay. But I'll say dreams. So we've got this from SD6-3.7. Uh, uh, there once was a man down on his luck, whose mother will side really were muck. His name was McGee, sent off at Pataudry, and then he went, get that to... That was one of my two favourites. Uh, Jim Douglas. The Terrace was an independent website... That enlivened many a quiet weeknight. Have they got too big for their boots? Handing out free SFA loot. Don't forget, we like an ain shite. It's okay, I we're so filled with an ain shite. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You, you won't be losing out on that. And do you also want to read the next one? Or? I'm not going to up, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, so been <laughs> Our final runner-up is Andrew Muir. And he said, Pedro was Rangers' main man. He said, I have the best squad in the land. 
But when Shove came to push, he stood in the bush and spoke about dogs and caravans. That's very good. That yeah, was, that was um, but uh, we liked our winner. Our winner came from Richard Wilson, who said, There once was a website called Scotzine, and on trolling, its owner was well keen. But with body all trolls, it ripped him new holes, and now his words are all unseen. I think that um, particularly gets everything about Scotzine and its um, relationship with fitness. Uh, yes. And KG do we have any time to read any others? You've got 14 minutes um, to yours. <laughs> I know, um, it's okay because uh, Joel said he would take me to Haymarket. That's fine. Yeah, he has now. Right, okay. It's on, it's on the record. Uh, there was one that I wanted to read out, um, which was um, another one from Jim Douglas Ashley. Uh, poor United are having a mare for promotion, they won't have to prepare. At first they were sad, but now it's so bad that Mojna has become their best player. <laughs> We've got there, to... there once was a boy called Joel Sked who had an insanely large forehead. He loved Jurassic P and cold pints of tea and shouted, "It's only football!" as he fled. Uh, yeah, that was that was from an acquaintance. Um, the last bit is to do with I was we were at um, Fault House watching Haddington against Fault House and we were all very very drunk. The ball came in. You got chased, didn't you? No, no. The, one of the players uh, jumped over uh, to get the ball. They were chasing. They were chasing promotion. And then I think we kind of uh, stepped in his way, and then he's like kind of squared up to us, and I was, I got scared. I was like, "It's only football," <laughs> and walked away fast. The one I was just going to say, um, uh, got to recharge Sean's out. Yeah, I was just about to do that. There once was a man called Locke whose appointment came as a shock. Wraith Rovers fans wept. He was fucking inept. Now they'd quit like his head on a block. <laughs> I think if Sean wasn't a member of the t- terrace, he might have won it. Yes, yeah. I think he would have. Um, we don't believe in insider trading here, though. Um, somebody were, I, I liked mine Did somebody read that out? <laughs> Hearts fans are known to bellow Lavini's not a grand fellow To raise up some cash They'll release some trash But here It's no even Lego yeah, I think that was literally The best thing I've ever yeah. written <laughs> I did enjoy Yes uh, Jamie Beatson's one On Stephen McLean there, once, uh, there was a young man Called Maka Who didn't enjoy Tiki Taka He won Saints a cup Noise Celtic fans up And hurled abuse at his dad I like this one For Colin Scott It had always been Marty's big dream to manage his favourite team, but in Dundee down, sorry, in Dundee town, he flipped upside down and turned himself into a meme. I uh, I think this one was probably aimed at me in the hope this would win the SFA thing, but they clearly overestimate my uh, influence here. Every fan of Scottish football kens Craig White and his thousands of friends after he banged one in in the ninety third minute to relegate United at Dens. Nice. I would just say that uh, Richard Wilson, uh, who, who won the competition, he put in a, a second one, which was really good as well. Again, got to the um, got to the essence of uh, got to the essence of the podcast, especially one uh, part of it. There were once there were, once was a bunch of sports scholars who asked what to do with two dollars, but then Texas Fowler, that Patreon Prowler, got uh, got their money for some Texas. Did you dollars. fuck this? <laughs> just finish it. Just finish right, it. I'm going to do two more. Right. Uh, no one runs as weird as this comes from Ross P. No one runs as weird as McGinn. It brings me out in a grin. James Forrest as well. He runs funny as hell. Get them both in the bin. And this one came from VBL. There was a fine gent called John who I'd swear would live on and on. He gave us Jags hope. Swore the same as the Pope. Who like who look after his pigeons now that he's gone. There you go. Touching. Yeah, that's a fitting as good to go as any, especially yeah. since my wee kitten just keeps getting me out in the background. And Thistle are renaming one of their sands after John Lambie as yes. well. Yes. Saturday. Very good touch. Yeah. So John, round of applause. This is the first podcast since he passed, yeah. Or did we just no, forget? No. Uh, Mondays, I think, was the first one. 
Was it not announced we on done Monday? Maybe. We done Sunday oh, podcast. Oh, Sunday one, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Was it Monday? It will be the first one to pass. So that, rest in peace, John Lambie. You are a Scottish football legend. A fucking Scottish football legend. Yeah. Yes. I said that very aggressively. Let's finish. Yeah. My name is Craig Feather. They've been Joel Sked and Gary Cocker. Yeah. And for the weekend, hope you enjoy your football. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.